guys, and welcome back to Yes, She Did. So today I am here with Carlota. This is my last and final interview at EIA. And here, this was my one of my favorite interviews um, that I've done so far. She talks about her journey, obviously through the program of EIA, and uh, her journey of getting her PhD in engineering. And she talks to us about her pro, her idea at EIA, which was a solar panel company. And she also talks about her personal blog that she's doing and just her journey in life in the business world in general. So listen up. It's a good one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Yes, She Did. I'm here still at the European Innovation Academy with another kick-ass woman. And her name is Carlotta. And she's going to tell us a little bit about what she's doing in the program and all about her and how awesome she is. So can you tell me a little bit about like, what you're doing here at EIA? Yeah. Hello, people. Um, I'm Carlotta. I'm Italian and I'm living in Portugal uh, since three years because I'm doing a PhD in materials engineering. And here in the program uh, with my team, uh, we are developing a system to improve the efficiency of solar panels. We want to make the solar revolution. How are you guys different from regular solar panel companies? Uh, well, we are not a, a solar panel company, first okay. of all. We want to uh, produce covers to sell to other distributors. And um, mm, these covers have the advantage to improve the efficiency with the particular materials. Uh, I'm working with it uh, during my PhD. I want to bring my PhD thesis with industrial applications and stuff yeah. like this. So how long have you been working on your PhD? Uh, I started uh, January 2018, so more or less one year and a half, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're doing an engineering PhD. Uh, yes. How are you living in the engineering world? Um, it's difficult. It's, uh, I am the only woman and the only foreigner in my research group. So for the first time I also discovered uh, what is the meaning of discrimination. Uh, but actually, it's, uh, it's fun. I mean, I love staying in the lab and uh, spending my whole time studying. I'm very nerd from this point of view. So uh, it's difficult also to see the applications from the lab to the industries. That's why now I'm really tired about just be focused on the same things and, uh, and I want to go outside. Yeah. So can you tell me more about like what it's like being a woman in a space saturated with men in engineering and you know what keeps you in that space and still passionate about what you're doing even though it's kind of tough yeah uh, first of all the fact that i'm really passionate about what i'm doing so i just stopped to see what other people are thinking about me or my job so i don't care uh, in science in general women are not taking uh, if your appearance is uh, too nice, like you are well dressed and makeup, uh, they don't take you for serious. Like if you do a presentation and you are nice dressed, most of the people will not will not listen to you simply. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other side, I hate the fact that women in science uh, stop taking care about their, their self just because yeah. you know they are all day long in the lab. They don't have to interact with many people. So I am, I don't know, I always fight with myself to uh, take care of myself and uh, 
not take too much care about uh, the judgment of the other men that are working with me. Yeah. No, that's that's really interesting to hear. And like, so what we kind of do on Yes She Did is we're inspiring young girls um, to just pretty much take charge and do whatever they want to do. So if do you have any pieces of advice specifically to give to these these girls in these engineering spaces? Yeah, if I would have these advices before starting, it would be easier. So just go on your way and don't care about the opinions of the others. Uh, after all, you will receive judgments and opinions that you don't want from like for whatever you do in your life. So just keep going. And uh, you already know you have to work the double to <laughs> confirm that you are good, uh, the half of a man, but uh, don't care. If you are really passionate, just go for your way and don't care about uh, the people. Yeah, and just, just stay motivated, stay passionate. Yeah. You know, be, have that grit in you, which is a yeah. really great, and you're hearing it from a woman in the space herself. So you're here at EIA, and you're, it's really tough in EIA because you have to put a team together in like a matter of like a few days. So can you tell me about your experience, like just in the whole EIA program, putting a team together, team dynamics, like how people get along, building your product? Yeah, it's, uh, well, the day zero, which is the one we were supposed to build our team, I was a bit anxious but excited at the same moment. So I arrived, I put there my board, I wrote down my idea and whatever. And I'm, I don't like to speak very much with people. I mean, I like writing, I like uh, doing YouTube videos, but when I have to speak with real people, I'm always a bit afraid. Yeah, but, so you're stepping uh, out of your comfort zone there. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Because I spoke that day with more than 100 people. I was surprised about the fact that uh, there were that amount of people interested in my idea. I was, whoa. And it was difficult most because uh, for the first time in my life, I had to select people to work with. Uh, for example, when I chose my PhD project, uh, the research group was already made. I didn't have to select or choose anybody. Here, I had to like try to understand who was the right person. And uh, after all, I, I was able to build a great team. I, I'm so happy about this. I spoke, yeah with uh, incredible people, but I was always trying to see if they were as ambitious as me. And um, ah, yeah, one good advice if you want to build a team, mm -hmm. make a joke with the people if they understand your joke, oh, then okay. it's the right people. If you can't have fun with your team, then it's not the right team. That is actually a fantastic piece of advice because building a company is really hard and especially the first few years, I know from experience from uh, the company that I work at, there was so many people coming in and out, just working on team dynamics and everything. And it, it wasn't until like quite a few, quite a while down the road that we got like a rock solid team that really enjoyed everybody's company. You don't have to be friends with the people that you work with, but you have to get along with them enough to. Exactly. Yeah. Like do team building and be able also to have fun when you're working because if it's just about really working without uh, putting a bit of yourself inside that then it doesn't work yeah did you have to make any hard cuts about like who is on your team and who isn't uh, yeah there was one guy that contacted me before uh, the the program starting he was super interested in my idea but then when i met him he was 
too shy, like he couldn't speak at all. Uh, when I was asking questions, he, he wasn't as enthusiastic as me, so I decided to cut him. because I Not because I didn't like him, actually, but because I think that for him was better another team and not mine. Because I wanted more enthusiastic people, people that like have my same energy. Yeah. And I couldn't feel about him. This was the hardest uh, cut that I had to do, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to make those really hard decisions in business. It's not always easy. Now I have responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely, you definitely do have responsibilities. Or so I'm assuming that you're CEO. You're no, no, no. I no. am the chief marketing officer. Okay. Yeah, in the few years, in the last few years, uh, I get passionate about marketing. I started studying and having uh, small working experiences in it. Mm. Uh, so I say to myself, okay, <clears throat> this is the, the perfect occasion to like escape from your scientific role for once and also to do a meaningful experience uh, about marketing. Wow. So you took charge and stepped away from being CEO, gave it to somebody else, which is extremely difficult to do, especially if it was your <laughs> idea. So that takes a lot of courage in, in itself and decided to take a, a different perspective and be a marketing yeah. person. I don't know, for me it was kind of natural decision because I knew that uh, outside there, there are people that are better than me in business, in project management and whatever. Uh, I just know that I'm really aware about what my cap capabilities are and uh, I didn't want to mess up everything just because I wanted to be the leader. doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I found an amazing Brazilian guy to be my CEO, and I'm so satisfied about my choice to give to him this role. Really. No, that's, that's wonderful. So you actually completely like just stepped away because like, you were so passionate about the idea. That's, that's really, really amazing to hear. So what made you get into marketing? Uh, what's like what inspired you to get more into marketing rather than step away from the science? Um, actually, I cannot recognize the moment in which I decided that marketing was something interesting for me. I just started to um, to see, for example, the social uh, networks dynamics, mm -hmm. and uh, it was for me very easy to understand how it was working. And I said, "Oh wow, I can really do something with it." And in fact, I started with my blog. I have this blog from so many years. And so I started to do a Facebook page, a YouTube channel to make it grow. And uh, I discovered that I really like it also to put in practice, not just the theory or the dynamics of marketing. And uh, yeah, it's funny for me. We launched our marketing campaign yesterday. Uh, we are obtaining uh, great results. And like, I'm so happy because I'm having fun. Like I couldn't, from day zero, I couldn't wait to arrive to this day to, to launch the marketing campaign. So I don't know, it's just funny for me. And uh, yeah, uh, and I understand how it works. So it's very satisfying when you do something that you like and that you can fully understand. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely is. You have to find your zone of genius in everything that you're doing. Um, the spot that really makes you feel like you, which is it's awesome to hear. Yeah. So what? I, so you said you had a blog and you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. So I work in influencer marketing and it's a huge growing space. So what are what are your blog and YouTube about? Okay. Uh, my blog it's more personal. 
um, and in these few years, uh, last few years, it's turning in a personal growth uh, uh, blog because uh, I always uh, speak about um, my own life and I always try to find the lesson in whatever happened to me. Um, I used to call it the blog of the failures <laughs> because, yeah, I, I like I realized that I was uh, writing in that blog just when I was frustrated or sad or whatever. And when I realized this, I said, okay, no, I don't want to, to, to transmit this to my audience, to the people that are reading it. I want also to say, yes, I was frustrated, sad and whatever, but then I, I've done something that changed my life and now I'm better. and. I really want to communicate the yeah. fact that yeah, that you can change your life after all, and uh, that you don't have to to do great things to 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 change it. Uh, just be happy, which seems like obvious, uh, but for me, for example, people need to hear that. Exactly, just need. I mean, uh, sometimes people say, "Ah, oh, I don't feel like I'm fully living my life, or I'm not satisfied." But actually, you just need to start living your life and understanding how. So my blog is about it, uh, about my YouTube channel, <laughs> it has just uh, 100 sub 110 maybe subscribers, <laughs> so it's not that popular. Um, and I do random videos about my passions, like I do reviews of books, sometimes I, I spoke about philosophy like there is the most popular video in my YouTube channel, it's a 40 minute video about Nietzsche. <laughs> It's, okay. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I put in my YouTube channel whatever passed in my mind. I couldn't find uh, really a direction to give to to the YouTube channel. I mean, sometimes you don't really need a direction if you wanna just have something online that represents you. Yeah. And it seems like that's kind of what you have. Yeah, it's like a personal box in which I can share my opinions and create interesting discussion. After all, what I'm interested to it's also to create interaction between the people, make them think about the things and not just letting pass from their eyes without keeping attention or just discuss about it, why not? Yeah, so I mean, it seems like that you want to have an impact on other people. What like made you actually, you were like, okay, I'm going to start a blog. When did you make that decision? Like, was there anything specific? Uh, yes, it was 2010. And it's yeah, it's it's a while, and um, it was my second attempt of um, uh, suicide, and okay. uh, yeah. And in that period, I I was attending an art school at that uh, time. And uh, one of my professors one day told me, oh, you like writing, you are good in it, uh, you should uh, open a blog, uh, you will be better in, I mean, after one post, uh, you, you will see that your life will change. And actually it was exactly like this. So I just started to share my, um, you know, my feelings with other people, I didn't expect someone to read, but it happened and then I continued because I, I like writing and I like communicate pe to people, so. Yeah, so that's absolutely amazing. You're having a really big impact on people and you know, it's it takes a lot to speak up and say exactly. So thank you for that. <laughs> exactly what inspired you to do that, especially something so heavy. Yeah, it's actually, it's just, uh, 
two years that I started really speaking about it. Uh, I never had the courage to speak directly about uh, about this part of my past, and, and like breaking a barrier. I like I don't know three years ago if someone would say that one day I would have spoke about it in a podcast, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, that's the amazing. So, where do you see yourself now in this, in the engineering world, doing marketing, having a blog, having a YouTube, compared to you know a few years ago? Like, what's what is today's Carlotta? Uh, today's Carlotta, it's uh, the Carlotta that, after all, is living her life. Uh, I like last week I was in my garden. Uh, and I was thinking that every single thing that I'm doing in my life in this moment, uh, it's meaningful for me and I'm enjoying it. Even the things that seems like uh, obligations, like, I don't know, tidy up or cooking or whatever, <laughs> uh, are making sense in my whole life. Like, I'm, I'm really, uh, for the first time in my life, maybe I'm really satisfied about what I'm doing and what are the steps that are bringing me somewhere? I don't know where, but I know that I'm doing something meaningful and all of the things are meaningful, so. Yeah, I mean, you have an absolutely beautiful story and thank you so, so much for sharing it. Thank you. Um, so, if you guys are interested and you wanna follow her blog or, you know, subscribe to her YouTube or even, you know, check out her company, um, I'll let you shout out those handles. Yes. Um, yeah. Just one problem. Uh, my blog and my YouTube channel are in Italian, but actually I'm thinking about putting uh, subtitles or translating it. I don't know. Uh, but by the way, my YouTube channel uh, it's my name Carlotta Micale, and uh, my blog uh, name is uh, Le Tasche Piene di Sogni, which in <laughs> Italian means uh, uh, My pockets are full of dreams. And uh, the name of my future startup is Iliaki Solution. Great, that's actually awesome. So I'll link all those in the description. And thank you so much for being on thank my you. podcast. Thank you very much.